If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Highway to Health. I'm Jeremy Quinby. You might recognize these sounds. If you do, I'm guessing they affect you the same way they affect me. Start to feel myself settling, my muscles soften, start to unwind a little, quietness comes over me, and I can almost smell the cedar and feel the bench beneath me. They are the sounds of sauna. Today's guest is John Peterson, or JP as he's better known, the founder of 612 Sauna Society, based out of Minneapolis, but hoping to plant a mobile sauna close to you sometime soon. For those of you listening outside of the Twin Cities area, 612 is the Minneapolis area code. I was introduced to John about three years ago through a longtime friend, and he impressed me right away as a dedicated promoter of healthy culture. In the short time I've known him, he has proven to be someone who has the ability to mobilize people around this project with his enthusiasm and his dedication. He even talked me into coming out on a sub-zero night last winter to help with the build of the sauna that we did this podcast in. This episode is a glimpse into what you can expect if you visit one of these mobile saunas. JP and I did two rounds of heat during our conversation, with a short break outside in between. In this conversation, we get into a bit of history of Finnish sauna culture, how to correctly pronounce sauna or sauna, upcoming events, and plans for a 612 Sauna Society for this upcoming year in Minneapolis and beyond. This location even had an outdoor shower, one of my favorite things in the world, but they're also known for parking near bodies of water. Find a warm place, nestle in, for my conversation with John Peterson. Get it up to heat. Get it up to about 180. So 180 degrees is, is the goal? Yeah, between 180 and 200. Um, depends on the... Depends on the, the, the sauna. Sometimes... Sometimes, uh, but usually somewhere between that range feels about perfect. So is this is the sauna that I was uh, part of the building on? Is that true? Yep. I, I this believe, is. I believe I, I helped construct this this wall and a bunch of the fittings around this one and the top up here. Yep, and and that's. That is exactly one of my favorite things about sauning here is you often get to sit here with many people who have their own their own story or their own um, you know little piece of it that they can tell how it came into came into being. 
So you were one of, well, we had about over 50 volunteers during the build of this, during the Kickstarter campaign. That's amazing. Yep. Built it in uh, under two months after the su- success of our Kickstarter. When our Kickstarter funded in November, we started this from scratch and had it done by uh, February 1st. So, so 2016, November, in, in, for four or five months? Right. Right. Through the winter, I remember the the, the we, night that I came, it was sub-zero. We were building during the <laughs> but coldest nights. it was great. Nights. I, mean, yeah, I, I was kind of going in and out because it was, it was getting warm. And if you're going to have to build anything in the middle of in the middle of winter, a, a sauna is maybe one thing <laughs> that right. can uh, – that it's easy to get motivated to do. You so know how, how many people can, can fit in this sauna? Um, about, about nine. We program it, though, so people are doing rounds. And um, the rounds and doing a, a proper uh, – you, know, you warm up and then you do a full cool down – that's really critical to get the full health benefits of sauna. So people yeah. are always rotating every 15 to 20, 20 minutes. I should probably throw a disclaimer on here too about the word and the pronunciation. Yeah. yeah. Sauna Tell me. or sauna, yeah. sauna, sauna. sauna. Uh, well, first I would just say either way you say it, you're going to get a lot of comments probably from, uh, <laughs> from people on the 612 page cause if you, or from your readers because if you say it, um, sauna – most people understand what you're yeah, saying. Right. Uh, you know, you'll be corrected by a lot of people correcting you that the proper way to say the Finnish word sauna yeah. is sauna, something like that. That's yeah. the closest I can do with my poor Finnish. Yeah. But if you do say it properly and say sauna, you get half the people saying, well, what'd you say? Right. Why are you saying it that way? So we know how it's pronounced. We might use both versions during this interview. And I can imagine Scandinavian, Northern European, everybody has pretty close pronunciation to sauna. Yeah, that's that's obviously more common yeah. Um, abroad. Yeah. Um, so when 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 did you start doing this? Um, start doing the sauna and hosting. Hosting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I started in it was 2014 in the spring of 2014. I opened the doors to the firehouse to family and friends, which was my first sauna that I built and uh, built it in the alley of the hack factory it was nice. a tiny house it is a tiny house sauna mashup uh, ah. so I've I've actually lived I've, yeah, on I've and off one. in in the firehouse for the last two years not currently but that was the first um the first sauna that the group started well before there was a group there was just it started with friends who started coming over and bringing friends and uh I was what propelled you um, well at to to build it and to, well to start hosting or to um, build it in the first place yeah um you know it it was motivated out of uh it was a time when i was I was going through a big transition in my life yeah. and um was in was in a lot of pain really i was yeah. um, going through a a, a difficult time. And, um, and the, just the idea of doing something with my hands to yeah. stay out of my head and emotional just, pain. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Going through a big transition, um, a, a breakup, a big okay. breakup yeah, with yeah. a, with a partner of over a decade. Yeah. And, um, it was, it, I was at the time I was working at Seed Savers Exchange and with a bunch of people that were super handy and could build everything. And I was the communications director. So I was just the one person <laughs> in the office and I was kind of obsessed with tiny house blogs. And, um, I would, you know, say things, you know, people would see me looking at it on my screen and they'd say, Oh yeah, you should build one of those. And, and I was like, wow, 
easy for you to say, you know, but then people kept walking by and, and, and just telling me like, oh yeah, here's how you'd start. So they kind of called me out on my interest of it. And pretty soon I had like a roadmap of like, actually, here's how I would do it. So it started as a tiny house project. And then, um, as time went on and and really as the years went on, because it took me over a year and a half to build it, um, because I had never built anything before. I literally parked it in the alley of the hack factory and uh, kind of stood there with my hands in my pockets until somebody walked by and would say something like, you know, you're not going to you're not going to do it like that, are you? And, and then tell Just me neighbors how to, and well, mostly the people at the hack factory oh, okay, okay. Who, who, you know, knew how to build things. So yeah. it was a great community of uh, kind of, you know, nosy neighbors who, you know, helped um, helped kind of rein it in. And then I met Glenn Auerbach, the founder of Sound yeah. of Times, and and we became fast friends, and he really... Uh, How did you guys hook up? Well, I when I was... After I got parked at the Alley of the Hack Factory, I realized how far over my head I was. And I started Start re- researching. reaching out for, like, I need to... I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, you know, to, he just got a random email from some, you know, some guy who had gotten sauna project and he's got you know thousands of readers and within the same week we were having coffee and talking sauna and the next week he was showing up on the job site just helping me get it done just just volunteered his time out of love for being able to share he knew i was serious about the project and he's just very passionate about enabling the experience of sauna and he 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 donated 100 you know over i'd say you know over 100 hours helping yeah. me um finish that one That's and uh, and we've been we've been friends ever since and and he also built the uh hot room here yeah well the, when i was I, I did some work with him that that night and he was he was a great director of the project as well <laughs> and uh but he He's, was just he was telling me stories about you know people who contact him or just sometimes, you know, they, they know what he does, you know, they, they, they know about his public presence and want to just share things. And, yeah. and But sometimes people have, like, legitimate questions. They're trying to problem solve like you were. And, mm-hmm. and he reaches out and helps out. It's and, cool. you know, at the, at the core of that is I can really relate to it now. Once you experience um, just a, a really authentic quality sauna with with nice radiant heat from a wood-fired sauna with yeah. cool down yeah. and water you just want it's it's like when you discover i don't know some music you really love or yeah. like yeah, a food that you never experienced just one of these basic things you're like you yeah. guys gotta try this yeah. you know it has that aspect to it you know that's what in that's what I got and and you know Glenn is a writer he's a he's a blogger that's how he wants to share it and enable it um I enjoy getting people together yeah. and that's kind of my uh my wheelhouse yeah. so that's how I've um want to express that desire to just to share the experience and the experience translates differently for people you know yeah. some people are into the physical health benefits. Um, some people who are injured, for example, yeah. it increases circulation, and they really are into the health benefits yeah. or the um, uh, the do- detoxification benefits. Some people, it's the just the quiet, and um, some people, it's the social time. Yeah. Some people come and don't talk to anybody. So everybody has their own, you know, reasons for wanting to sauna, and I think each individual has different reasons. You know, Absolutely. as time goes on too, but it's just such a solid um, experience that can kind of meet you where you're at and provide a little bit of what you're trying to, you know, bring more in your life. Whether it's more quiet, more social, um, but it's a space that, um, that that people can 
can just tune into that and have and, that conversation. And it's a special skill. And I, you and I talked about this the first time we met uh, a couple of years back where we got introduced and just and talked about, you know, what each other did. And, and we both have this need to, like, build community <laughs> on some mm-hmm. level. But, yeah, how long has it been? So we met, you came over for your first sauna at the firehouse. But you and I met one time for a beer or something. I don't know. Introduced maybe, by, maybe it's three years. Right. Introduced by Mr. Tico Riley. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. And um, I, I remember having this conversation about and being very sort of tuned into the fact that you really had this uh, innate sense of something that I have to do in my work daily when I'm because I deal with people in all sorts of either physical pain, emotional, different kinds of things. The idea of just holding space for people with those kinds of things is a is a, a big part I can imagine of you know just being you know using your your best empathic gifts for what might be going on in a room full of people and being able to kind of hold that space for you know, whatever's going on. Yeah, and you know you do it of course in a very intentional way where that's um, you know people are coming with with that intention and there's like an active um, element on your part and probably yeah. on your. Um, clients' part as well. I still as, feel like it's 50-50, well. though, you know, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can, But I can imagine the same. I mean, I think people probably come in with their set of intentions to Asana and, and, and then... Yep, and that's half... And the part of it that... That's the part... That's one part. But then one of the parts of it that I'm just um, in awe of and really humbled by is the, the way that the heat and the time, it... You come maybe with your own ideas of, of, of what you need or what yeah, you want. Yeah. And there's a receiving element to, you know, you're just sitting in quiet. You're receiving the heat. And um, that that allowing, like just like the, literally the posture of it where you're sitting and receiving the heat, um, that, that, that is a really – that space that that creates just in your in – your, mind yeah, the, and the, there's, the, there's and this energetic community. part with the, the heat kind of pushing against you and, yes. and your response to the to right the heat right and you and you kind of sit and, and receive it and there is something about about that i think that's a a productive and surprising and f- um difficult sometimes because like for example um i think where i really fell in love with the practice of sauna as i mentioned was when i was going through a really uh really challenging time so sitting yeah. With that, during yeah. that space, um, you know, it brings that back right back to you. And at the time, I just knew that that was a really how I wanted to deal with that difficulty because it felt like it was it was right in front of me. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to do that work right away. I knew I'd, I wanted to, I knew I I didn't want to um, I wanted to have a little time with it before it translated into you know my work, my other relationships. Like it was a big deal. Yeah. I just needed a little extra um receiving of it time with it before stepping forth and and, and the thing the thing with sauna is it's hard to cut you yeah. off in the in the middle of it just reminded me of like in the middle of this experience where you are there's there's a there's the heat element and the the catharsis is both kind of happening because of the heat but what that heat generates on a cellular physiological level that's forcing you to detoxify and it's creating it's 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 forcing circulation through your mm-hmm. through your system. It's forcing your lymphatic system to detox you. It's like from a cellular level, you're actually getting rid of uh, trauma that in the way that we store things. Which this has been part of my work that's really interesting is that you see the way people store information in their bodies, <clears throat> and we think about 
we think about the, the, the brain as being sort of the storehouse for everything. That's kind of the way we've been taught, as if it's just the computer mm -hmm. uh, hard drive. Mm -hmm. But the whole body is kind of this external, you know, storing device as mm -hmm. well. Right. And it happens down to the, to the cellular level. It, exactly. That's been my experience. And, and I'm, one of the reasons I was excited to chat with you today was to get more of the health professional translation of that experience. But I can tell you from like a sauna builder yeah. perspective, there's a good analogy here of these benches we're sitting on. Yeah. You notice they none, they have no knots in them. This is just clear oh, cedar. Right. And heat just travels through. It's a really soft wood. Yeah. So it's very conductive. Heat just goes through it. Huh. And we we use the cedar without any knots because the knots in the wood are more dense yeah. and they hold the heat and it, you know, you don't want to sit on that. That's so, so the, the wood Never that we choose for the that. benches allows the heat just to travel through it. And it's kind of what we're doing in here too. You know, we don't, we want the heat just to warm us up and to, you know, travel through us. And the more we relax and really like let it do that, yeah. the better you feel. Yeah. And now I don't know an anatomical level. I've just started researching um, some but of the I, books we were looking I, yeah, at. I, I never would have thought about the, the wood itself. I mean, we, we talked about, I don't know, maybe you remember this, when we, when Glenn was trying to figure out um, rough side or soft or, or oh, finished side I remember out, right? that whole uh, and, and I said from an, acoustic, from an acoustic perspective, my with my background as a musician, I know that all, all that that texture because we decided rough side out in this one at right. the end mm -hmm. or maybe ha maybe it was happenstance that it already happened but that the acoustics are actually better and i can tell just being in this thing right now right it's everything kind of gets absorbed into the wall a little bit mm -hmm. because of that and right. nothing, nothing really bounces right exactly it's amazing exactly that's been a fun um little one of the points of these workshops that we're that we're hosting that the co-op is hosting is to pass mm -hmm. on um, little talking points like that yeah. for for this year's um, hosts. So that's been, and it's totally true in here, especially where there's quite a few people um, in here. Yeah. And, you know, there can be like two different conversations going on. It just keeps the sound from getting too echoey yeah. um, and, and just keeps it at the right, oh, speaking of the right temperature, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready I'm, for a cool I'm down. I'm kind of ready for one, too. <laughs> Head out here. It's a nice little waiting area we have over here. So you've got a couple of changing areas i remember some debate about this as well because trying to figure out where how to make most people comfortable in their changing oh yeah it's uh every it's a very simple structure and part of the fun of the simplicity is you can really um you can really geek out on 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 little details yeah like what is the exact most comfortable easy way for people to just come in and get into the sauna yeah. without any extra commotion yeah. or, or jostling around. Yeah. After hosting, I estimate, I've hosted probably over 3,000 sauna guests. You start to really yeah. notice that little interruptions in the flow, especially when you're circulating, you know, maybe yeah, yeah. Tw 20 to 40 people in, a, in an evening. Yeah. Um, it can feel super relaxed, but it can very quickly go the other way, which is, of course, where most of our public saunas are in right. locker rooms and um, health clubs there yeah. they got the heat but they don't really do the trick when it comes if you've ever experienced a sauna at the cabin at the summer at yeah. a summer camp it's almost like it's a different a different experience entirely oh, totally and and you never know uh, i have access to to one in a health club but at any given time too loud people can come in and just right. totally not be thoughtful about what your experience is and i think just being part of something like this 
and and doing it on a regular basis with with a group of people who have kind of a a like-minded sense of what they're using this for makes people a little more tuned in to to that too exactly it's a really important piece of the experience is that there's that extra level of context that extra level of everybody who um, is here is either uh, owner member of the co-op and they've they've read the the code the sauna society code which is just a simple code of code of conduct and how we um how we think of the space and think of one another in the space and think of one another during the sauna and um also to come into the experience with that in mind and they can bring guests but they're then hosting like the guests so it takes it out of this simple transaction and and then you're not having to direct everything either you know you're you 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 do probably your, your presence probably sets a certain tone and people i think you know whether you like it or not probably come for you on some level too there's there's a certain amount of that that probably goes on but over time i'm sure they find there are other people who are also kind of their touchstone people exactly to be sort of checking in with and be around and stuff exactly and more and more so with the co-op yeah Hey, look, our our guest speaker is here, Hi. Margie Weaver. We'll, we'll, we'll get her on the microphone a little later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the earlier we were talking a little bit about about um, sort of this shift that's happened in in urban sauna experience. T- tell me, tell me more about that because I wasn't, I just wasn't aware that. I mean, I, I was aware that that there's been a, a culture of this. Uh, going back to, to Northern Europe, mm-hmm. but not that it was more in existence here and kind of faded. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, yeah, the Finnish, here, especially in Minnesota, we have a very old and uh, strong ties to traditional sauna culture, because of largely because of the Finnish immigration up around the North Shore. Yeah. Um, we have some of the oldest saunas in North America here in Minnesota, and some of the oldest sauna culture and pra- and traditions, uh, summer camps and cabins. It's a very common yeah, fixture yeah. there, but it's it's very rare to find a public sauna in the city. Um, part of the reason for that is they were more common, and then uh, in the in the seventies and seventies uh, and eighties during the uh, AIDS uh, scare, yeah. they were really um, legislated against yeah. because. Um, people f- feared for public for public health. Yeah. So we so have the same thing happened with massage, actually, which is interesting. Even, yeah. Even though the the, the, the illegal right. joints are <laughs> going to continue to exist no matter what, but right. the, the way they the way they zone places and that kind of stuff was really big you know, about that. Right. Yeah. Right. So here you have, you know, you had legislation coming in and making it. Um, if you wanted to start a public, still actually, if you want to start a public bathhouse in a in a state where people have been doing this traditionally with their families um, as a tradition that is over a thousand years old, um, you have to file for a. You get zoned in a sexual use. You have to. You have to actually start it right. in that zoning district. Exactly. So um, there's there are some people who are doing work to change that, so it can be publicly yeah um we've we, you know here when we're doing it in the in this pop-up setting um we have a different different zoning um that we have to pay attention to but it's been a way for us to introduce the traditional uh community-based experience back into the urban environment and um remind people that you know actually a lot of people grew up with this tradition yeah so we've, we've been able to especially through this cooperative model 
as a community say, hey, this is this is important to us. This is a resource we want to make available to ourselves and to one another yeah. and to our community. And and I I, I was at the uh, Surly event you had last winter, you know, for the Kickstarter. And you got the mayor of Minneapolis and the mayor of St. Paul. I was standing next to both of them, I think, in this – was it this unit? That's right. <laughs> I think yeah. it was this unit. Yeah. And it was it was amazing that it, it, it felt very comfortable. Actually, I started talking to the mayor of St. Paul, Chris it, Coleman, who I don't I – don't, I, I've, I've moved back to Minneapolis the last few years, so I haven't kept up with St. Paul politics. I, I knew the mayor of Minneapolis. So we were talking for a while before I yeah. found out he was and the mayor of St. Paul. The, 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 the – uh, Relationship between the two cities has never been better since uh, since that sauna. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm making it up. I, I would like to think so, but that was a great. It was a fun night. It was a fun night, and it was you know I remember all the f- they set out all that food outside, yeah, and it all froze. Because so then we ended up just moving the party and you know just the all talking in here in the sauna, and that's and that's what happens. You know that's that's what um, we offer at reservations and. Um, you know, we run it like a business where, you know, it's, we try to make it as organized and as efficient as possible. And, but we're, you know, it's a time, the, because it's structured as a, as a cooperative, it is the experience that we want to make available for ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, it's evolving. It's evolving to meet the needs of, of our community. It's evolving yeah. to meet the needs of, of, of the broader community because we're going to be adding members and absorbing that into our, yeah. um, into our governance and, and it's, it seems like a very natural transition, too, for, you know, something that you, and I think, instinctively probably started to create for yourself in terms of, like, getting some support during that time period that you wanted to kind of, like, commune with some other people and, like, you know, have that experience probably that, in a, in a way, I think we do these kinds of things to solve our own problems, yeah. to build things around us. Yeah. And, and something that you clearly, you, even your coworkers at the time figured out that you had this thing that you actually really loved and they were like pushing you forward like do this thing it's 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 really been like that every at every step I, of the way I, yeah. where it's like you know if i just could uh fill in the blank and then suddenly the solution to blank shows up and then i have to do it of course yeah. <laughs> so it's it's been a, a real un, a unfolding and that's one of my favorite things about the project is um to follow it you know yeah. to put this amount of work into anything um just as you know the labor of love it, it's introduced so many interesting twists and turns in my life and in my my community. Like my cir- circle of friends yeah. has expanded, and um, it's just really cool to have a to have an to be involved in my community in that way. It's something I've when I moved back to the states uh, ten years ago after living uh, living abroad in Indonesia and trying to find my place in Minneapolis. Yeah, um, it, it can be a really hard place to to get integrated even if you're from here i I had the same experience because i was in new york for 13 years and i and i've gotten back into a nice community of people but for i think this probably happens in just about any place you go but if somebody has been in a place for most of their lives it's hard to become integrated into their life so then we end up sort of mingling with the the people who have also you know been around the world or mm-hmm. and back or right. are just from other places because that's our experience and too. I can say a lot of the newcomers to Minneapolis and also newcomers to sauna yeah. are some of just our most um, generous and enthusiastic members yeah. of our yeah. community because they really understand 
how rare this is, yeah. you know, to, to have a healthy it social is. experience that's, you know, doesn't have to happen. I mean, I love going to get a, a drink after a sauna, yeah. but it's nice to have an alternative of, you know, something somewhere to spend the two hours prior rather yeah. than <laughs> spending, spending the whole time, um, you know, in, in the, in the bar. It's nice to, that's where I fell in love with it was in Finland where it's just a part of the social fabric. It's, yeah. you know, you, you spend two hours in the sauna, um, go out for dinner afterwards, everything tastes better. You're just r- literally physiologically more synced up yeah. with the people you're with. It's a great way to kick off a weekend, kick off a, um, a catching up like we're doing now. Yeah. And I, and I can't think of, there aren't that many options for, for healthy, socializing you know they're they're at, at least especially you know, to I, this level i would agree but you know i don't really know because i spent all my time here so <laughs> <laughs> well you seem fairly I'm wrong, balanced i'm to the me. wrong guy to ask yeah. i'm a little biased you, you ready to go back in i am day-to-day Health maintenance is mm-hmm. one of the things I try to get people to do more and more and not get them reliant on me to, you know, help them at, at different twists and turns. It's I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great person to do tune-ups with and that kind of stuff, but I would like them to be doing more of their own, you know, sort of self-tuning, basically. Yeah, I th- that's really where I think we're at, um, where I'm at with the co-ops programming yeah. is trying to make... Um, working with the board and with our team of volunteers to make this available to people in more of that regular everyday kind of way. Yeah. Um, and we've we've launched it with these residencies at public places like uh, Como Park, uh, Surly Brewing, American Swedish yeah, Institute. Tell, tell, tell me what, what residencies means. Uh, yeah, residencies has been um, a just a, where we're set up, where we're, we bring okay. our mobile sauna and we set up a little uh, sauna camp for a month or more. We usually end up extending it after uh, demand. Demand. Uh, awesome. It's been very popular since since our first one, and uh, but we've kept it small and we've just grown really slowly and trying to do it at the pace of the people who are making it possible. Um, and trying to keep it within that within that scope. I know there will be other projects that are bigger. That you know, hopefully there will be other public saunas, public bathhouses back on the scene. Yeah. I know there are a number of projects in the works, and um, you know, hopefully this is something that just increases awareness and helps all those other projects. Because as a as an experience, as a resource, it's just something we need to make more. Um, more available. I, I hope we do because yeah. it's there's a lot of people that that would benefit from more regular bench time. And, and considering that you're doing so much behind the scenes work now, <clears throat> are you are you sort of training people in on hosting, on taking care of the yeah exactly a, that's everything the, here. That's the objective of uh, this preseason, what we're calling the um, 612 Sauna Society preseason, mm. September and October. Um, we have a workshop series in September here okay. where we're having hosts uh, from our community come in and speak on topics like Tonight is Health, Margie Weaver, uh, a local yoga teacher and uh, um, wellness instructor and mindfulness teacher is going to be coming in and speaking to some of the physiological, mental, um, and uh, breathing um, exercises hmm. with some actual breathing exercises yeah. from based on the Wim Hof method just to, oh, yeah. you know, it's such an expansive topic, health and sauna, yeah. but just to give our hosts this year, some touch points, some talking points that if somebody comes to sauna and they're really interested in health, that there's a few, um, talking points and, and, um, 
just a few resources that we can pass them along yeah. so um, so we can kind of meet people where they're at and and be more more of an engaging community than uh, just a transactional experience yeah, I paid I like for that. my I paid for my hour um, yeah it was pretty good you know but it's different if you come and you you know met some interesting people learned some interesting things you're like wow this is a I never heard about Wim Hof breathing before for example because there's 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 already a clear mindset you know if you if you come if your if your goal is to already come here to do some form of health improvement whether it's meditation or sauna or you know whatever it is that you're planning to get out of this experience or even just communing with with other people you're, you're probably of the mindset to be interested in and in exploring more things related to mm-hmm. self-care. Yeah, and that was one of my motivations for wanting to grow the project this that, way. Is it's a idea. fascinating community. It's it's you know in lieu of uh, in in lieu of you know, financial compensation, I'm very well compensated in social. Uh, you know, super interesting meeting people like you. Yeah. Uh, meeting people like Margie, you know, all the, all of our workshop hosts um, are just really uh, inspiring leaders in our community, and having their regular input and involvement on this project is, uh, um, you know, invaluable yeah. to me, and I think to to the community that's that's enjoying this. And that's what I was hoping for with the podcast. Really, was I, I you know, I started realizing <clears throat> that just in a one on one paper, you know session to see me type of way, I was very limited in the way that I was able to, I mean, I have a family to support, I have to <laughs> cover my, my bases, but I was starting to get to a point in my career where I, I, I realized I was meeting amazing people like you and all these people I've had on the podcast so far, and that the, the resources built in for myself in, into my life in terms of all these things that I learn on a daily basis from these amazing people around me, that just through conversation, I can expose more people to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, without much promotion so far, I've gotten a, a lot of people interested <laughs> yeah. in learning more. And, and I think, you know, that's part of the reason why I feel like there's such a great alignment with our, with our projects is that to, to, to realize that these kinds of resources exist in their community is, is hard to find. And I think this is a, a great forum. Both, both, both projects right now, I feel like are, are really drawing enough attention that you can impact a much greater group of people within. I haven't even really put the podcast out yet for anyone to, to know that much about. And I've gotten about 700 listens. And so I, I think, you know, once we start kind of getting some momentum with this and, and, you know, people like you, I think that the, the kinds of resources and the awareness of what your community really looks like. I mean, I think you and I, had this conversation way back too that we we don't even realize all these things that are around us that could be down the block. I mean, even just walking by here today, I I, I just saw the back of the of the yeah we're kind of kind of hidden the house in and, here. It's, and yeah. it's and it's amazing that it's right here yeah right in, in the this, corner in this dense urban environment yeah that's that's part of the um well it it starts it started with me in the backyard sauna when you like transform yeah. something that's as common and and well in my case as junky at, at the time as yeah. as the backyard that i was i was living in we literally called it the junkyard um i had <clears throat> two dumpsters paid for two dumpsters of removal just to have enough space to park the sauna but after a few sauna rounds you know you walk out and you know, after a cold rinse you look up at the trees and the in the sky and it's like where am i you yeah. know it's transformed and you know being able to do that um with a group of people in public spaces is a is a 
just an amazing experience you yeah. know to go play to places that you walked by maybe a million times uh, you know many hundreds of times like Nicolet Mall was one of the locations we were at when we were with Little Box Sauna. Um, yeah. Little Box Sauna was kind of the first time that the project moved from my backyard into the public and Molly Reichert and Andrea Johnson helped um, they built that sauna and helped bring it bring it to the to the public and get people thinking um, what these public spaces could be. And then we met Max Musicant, who's a mm-hmm. local placemaking yeah. expert, and he helped us really dial that dial that in and helped us be more thoughtful about, yeah, this is a, this is another layer of health. Yeah, um, how we think about our public spaces. You know, we kind of started with our own health and our our bodies and our m- mental well being, and then it kind of keeps getting it keeps getting bigger in terms yeah. of what we can hope to reach, which level of you know the fabric of health yeah. that either. Uh, helps or hinders us in all these invisible ways. Yeah. And we had, when, when Tom Evers and I had this conversation, he's the, the executive director of the Minneapolis Parks Foundation now, <clears throat> but he's he's really had a whole history of, of public land space, you know, working with uh, Trust for Public Land and stuff. And just talking about that we really have shifted now, he said, since 2009, this is the, the, the shift has been to urban environment from from the agrarian culture. That we we really do need these kinds of spaces because yeah. it's it's built into the fabric of who we are as well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I and it was one of the things living especially in New York, here, starting to but especially yeah. here in Minnesota, where yeah. we, in this environment, in this winter, in yeah. this cold, oh. and in this darkness, there's a reason why saunas are so common in climates like this. Yeah. And um, and there's also reasons why they they don't exist anymore. And what we're kind of doing is we're 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 bringing that need back to the surface because um, there's a reason that they evolved in in environments like this. Yeah. It's a reason that they're needed, and they're needed really n- n- more now than ever with yeah. the amount of disconnection, screen time, yeah. um, and just just general. Um, you know, we're all in our own little bubbles. Yeah. So the sauna tradition. There's a lot of wonderful self care traditions that people are rediscovering because they're really forced to these days. One of the things I love about this experience is that it's it's a tradition that you know we we don't even for a minute get to pretend like we invented it. We're just carrying it forward. Yeah, it's served people in the past, and we're reimagining it and um, you know rethinking how we can share it in the most relevant way for this environment for for Minneapolis St. Paul, uh, you know, 2017, and we're building something that can be very responsive. Yeah. To whatever the answer to that question is now, yeah. and what it continues to how it continues to change, and and imagine if there were more of these around that people felt uh, you know, it, it, we kind of need these safe spaces too. You know, we were just you know talking about the the uh, the, the lack of places to go that feel that feel you know like a, a healthy outing to do, mm-hmm. but to to actually just have a safe place to go in an urban environment sometimes, and like. Tom was saying that Minneapolis, within you're within a 10 minute walk, 90 percent over 90 percent of Minneapolis is within a 10 minute walk of a of a park. And that's, we'd love to make it a 10 minute walk from the nearest sauna. And, and that, that's what I was just thinking. I mean, I, imagine that these were sort of tied into our park system in some way, or, or you know, even at even at a quarter of the rate. You know, imagine mm-hmm. what that would do for a community. Oh well, we're working with the support of the Kenwood Neighborhood Association. We're working on our first residency at a public nice. park with at, at Hidden Beach uh, next month in October. We actually so, just turned in the application, so tell, tell I, me, I hope they're listening to this the, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me more about the future of these kinds of projects because I, I know we have the Super Bowl coming up. 
this winter as well. And you guys are, I know, forward-looking to trying to, you know, build on what you guys have started here. Yeah, well, we're right now. What's on the docket is we're working on um, our first pop-up in a, in, in a public park um, for October's. Uh, operations training okay. so and that's also we love to get the sauna into public spaces especially with the support of local neighborhood groups um, those collaborations we worked with the um, with the uh, uh, what's the name of the neighborhood by uh, 38th and Kingfield Nicolet. Kingfield sorry yeah we worked with the Kingfield neighborhood and the way that they just embraced the whole project uh, two winters ago yeah. was really what got me thinking. You know, this actually can scale up to this next community level, yeah. to this association level, in a way that uh, doesn't water it down or dumb it down in any way. Yeah. It actually can be embraced in a way that really enhances it. And until we had that kind of support from an existing neighborhood association that wanted to get behind us and 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 say this is this is something we want for. Um, for our community, that was that was where it took on a, another level of, uh, I think, importance yeah. and, and relevance to to the city. So, so if, if people are hearing this and and want to become more involved in in, in the Sauna Society six one two Sauna Society, or um, if if they if they can see you know what what this actually is and imagine somewhere in their community where something like this could exist, it's a relatively inexpensive thing to to pull together. How do they get in contact with you? Yep. How do they donate? Um, check out our website, 612 Society, 612SaunaSociety.com. And up there we have our preseason schedule, which okay. includes our workshop, our September workshop schedule, which we do have public um, reservations for. Um, both they're open to members and public, so people can come and kind of check out um, you know, the kinds of topics and conversations that, that they're likely to run into here at the yeah. sauna. And then uh, we'll be doing that September, October, November. Um, I just confirmed uh, our first residency. And um, and they'll be able to find all that information as well as membership details on the on the website. Okay, and 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 for scheduling is uh, time also, on the bench, same place. Also on the website. Okay, yep. that's great. John, thanks for doing this with me. Finally, it's been great. We're gonna thanks, we, we, we we may do a round two to kind of check in on you sometime here soon. We're just warming up. All right, thanks, all right. man. Man, I'd love to do more of that. I think I'm going to start using the word sauna instead of sauna, too. I just like the way it slows everything down. Sauna. What a great excuse for getting together with JP. Feeling a bit more relaxed just thinking about it again. We had a really nice event afterwards, too, where we learned a Wim Hof breathing method, an active breathing method similar to a type of yoga breathing I've done in the past that was kind of reminded me that I need to bring that back into a regular practice for myself. It's calming, but at the same time energizing. I'll, I'll add a link so you can check it out. I'd like to see more projects like this get some attention and funding, and that funding could just be time. As JP mentioned, Glenn Auerbach, who is a very is a very dedicated sauna, sorry, sauna enthusiast, has his own blog and podcast about everything sauna called Sauna Times. He has donated over 100 hours over the past couple of years. A really generous and helpful thing, but not a crazy amount of time for something he really enjoys and believes in. If you think you'd like to spend more time in the sauna, sauna, or be part of the sauna culture, uh, go check it out for yourself. And becoming a member owner is incredibly affordable and gives you access to all the special events that they do. I believe that 
They have some uh, cool stuff coming up this year, too, with the Super Bowl being in Minneapolis. You can also just straight up donate. And if you've got the time, you can do what I did. Spend a day helping out with whatever's needed. JP puts out regular asks on Facebook. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's, it's always great to hear from you. Uh, send me your thoughts and suggestions. Contact me directly at jeremy at highwaytohealthpodcast.com. Be good to yourself. Be kind to each other. And take care of your planet. Be well, my friends. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.